Hi, and welcome back to Weekly Dev Tips. I'm your host, Steve Smith, aka R. Dallas. This is episode 75. Sorry about the break in new content. This past year has been a little bit rough. Today, we're going to talk about blogging. This week's tip is brought to you by devbetter.com. Devbetter is a private group coaching community geared toward accelerating developer careers. We meet weekly for live Q&A sessions and have an active Discord-based discussion and private stack overflow that we use the rest of the week. Topics range from coding skills to interviewing and personal branding. Check out devbetter.com and read the testimonials at the bottom of the page. This week, I'm pleased to have Andrew Locke as my guest. Andrew is a developer, Microsoft MVP, and author of the book ASP.NET Core in Action. He blogs regularly about ASP.NET Core and .NET 5 and related topics. Welcome, Andrew. Please take it away and tell us about your experience with blogging. My name's Andrew Locke. If you've heard of me, it's probably because you work with ASP.NET Core and you've stumbled across one of my blog posts. My dev tip boils down to one thing. You should start a blog and post to it regularly. I'll go over some of the reasons why I think it's an important thing to do, wherever you are in your career, and then give some specific tips on running a successful blog. Let's start with the reasons why you should write a blog. For me, there's three main benefits. It helps you technically, it'll help your career, and it'll help the community. Let's start with the first reason, it helps you technically. I found blogging to be a great way of improving my technical knowledge. I first started blogging back in 2016 when ASP.NET Core was just approaching release. Blogging gave me a reason to look at different parts of the framework, trying to understand them, and then putting that into my own words. When you go through this process, you're essentially trying to teach a topic to your readers. Trying to teach a topic means you really have to try and understand it. It highlights areas you don't quite get yet, and it gives you a chance to really cement them in your mind. That, plus a desire to not post incorrect content, is a really good motivator for understanding your topics. As well as providing an opportunity to look at new technology or features, a blog is a great place of writing about technical problems that you've battled with yourself and that you finally figured out. If you're anything like me, you'll find yourself coming across the same kind of problems multiple times. And while Stack Overflow can be a great resource, an even better resource can be your own blog. Your blog will contain hints about your memories of the problem, the links that you found useful, the approach that worked for you. So when you come across the issue again, you know exactly where to look. A blog can also be a good place for learning about other approaches to solve a problem. Lots of times I posted about an issue I'd solved, and someone in the comments had pointed out an alternative approach I hadn't thought of or didn't know about. Obviously your mileage may vary on this one because comments on the internet and all, but I've personally found it very useful. That brings me to the second benefit, which is helping the community in general. Depending on your goals, helping the community at large may or may not be a big motivator for you. But personally, I get a lot of satisfaction at knowing that the people are finding my posts useful. Not all of them, by a long shot, but by writing about problems you've run into or things you're trying to understand, you're leaving breadcrumbs for the next person who comes along to follow. Every now and again, someone might reach out and say thank you, and it's a great feeling. The final benefit is having a blog is just a really good idea for your career. Having a blog gives you a public face on the internet. Much like your GitHub profile is a public record of your coding activities, a blog demonstrates various other aspects too. It shows your technical capabilities, but it also shows how well you can communicate and put your ideas across. 
and how well you conduct yourself in public. Prospective employers will take all that into account when you apply for roles, but having a public persona means you're more likely to make those initial connections too, so that people reach out to you instead of you needing to reach out to them. If you've been blogging about a subject, you'll often be considered the expert, which can be invaluable for creating opportunities for you. That covers why you should start blogging, so now I'd like to cover a few points on how to get started, and some do's and don'ts. The most important thing when you're getting started is to actually start. Don't write your own blogging engine, don't get bogged down in the tools and optimising or designing your website. Just write the bare bones that you need to get running, and get a website live. One of the next questions that leads to is whether you should use a platform like Medium or Dev2. Personally, I think your blog should be using your URL, where you own the content. You can certainly use a hosted service like Ghost or WordPress for that, but make sure you have your own custom URL. That gives you the flexibility later if you want to move to a new platform. Also on the technical front, I personally like writing blog posts using Markdown. Most blogging engines support it these days, and it's comfortable for most developers. And one of the best things about that is that it's a portable format again, so if you decide to change later, that's easy to do. But far more important than these technology decisions is to be consistent. Set yourself a schedule for publishing posts and stick to it. I make sure I publish a new post every week. Scott Hanselman posts twice a week. Now, that might be too much for you. The important thing is to set yourself an achievable goal, whether that's twice a week or once every two weeks or once a month. Just set a goal and stick to it. Sometimes I write several posts in a go and then have a week or two off, but the important thing is you have consistency in your publishing. Now, if talking about consistency worries you because you're worried you won't know what to write about, don't be. There's a simple solution to it. Every time you get stuck on a problem at work for 15 minutes, or you don't understand something and have to read up about it, make a note of it somewhere. If you keep a list of these notes, you'll eventually build up a backlog of things to write about. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking stuff, it's just a problem you had or something you learned. The next time when you sit down to write a blog post, you can just pick the next item off the list. And don't worry about the fact that you're not an expert. That's a good thing. The posts you write will probably be more accessible to other people. Embrace the position and write about it with that in mind. Write posts for people like you. That means you really know your target audience and you can write exactly the right sort of content. Another option for ideas is to start reading the code of a popular project and then blog about it. I've done lots of blog posts where I've been browsing through some code in the ASP.NET Core framework and thought, hmm, that's an interesting trick. I add it to the list of potential posts, blog about it later, and that reinforces my understanding of it even further, so it's a win-win for you. The final thing to do is to promote your blog. Tweet about it, post on Facebook, Reddit, wherever you can. The more eyes you can get on your posts, the more useful it'll be for you and for others. I hope this has helped convince you to start a blog if you haven't already. And if you have, make sure you're consistently writing content for it. It's really worth the time investment. Thanks for inviting me on, Steve. You're welcome. Those are a lot of the same reasons why I've been blogging all these years. Great stuff. If you're a .NET dev, you should check out Andrew's blog. He frequently has great content there, which I've found to be very helpful. Also, if you're interested in Andrew's book, ASP.NET Core in Action, he and his publisher Manning have given listeners of Weekly Dev Tips a 40% discount. You can use the code 
Pod Dev Tips 19, which you'll find written out on this episode's show notes page on weeklydevtips.com. That's it for this week. Hopefully my next episode won't take quite so long to come out. If you want to hear more from me, go to ourdallas.com slash tips to sign up for a free tip in your inbox every Wednesday, and those really do go out every week. I'm also streaming programming topics on twitch.tv slash ourdallas most Fridays. Thank you for subscribing to Weekly Dev Tips, and I'll see you next week or sometime thereafter with another great developer tip.